Singers and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to What's New. We move on today to Matthew chapter 18, focusing on verses 1 through 9. These verses deal with strife among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So, Jesus, using a little child, teaches them a lesson. Here are verses 1 through 9, and Matthew writes, About that time, the disciples came to Jesus to ask which of them would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus called a small child over to him and set the little fellow down among them and said, Unless you turn to God from your sins and become as little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, anyone who humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And any of you who welcome a little child like this because you are mine is welcoming me and caring for me. But if any of you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to lose his faith, it would be better for you to have a rock tied to your neck and be thrown into the sea. Woe upon the world for all of its evils. Temptation to do wrong is inevitable, but woe to the man who does the tempting. So, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Better to enter heaven crippled than to be in hell with both of your hands and feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. Better to enter heaven with one eye than to be in hell with two. Now, here with today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. It must have been great to walk with Jesus as the disciples did. One would think that after listening to the master teacher, they would soon have it all straight. 
But that's not how it was. The disciples didn't fully understand what Jesus was all about and what his program as Messiah would entail until after the crucifixion and resurrection. They knew something of Christ's kingdom, but they still evidently were unable to fit in the suffering and dying of Jesus the King. On one occasion, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom? They were still thinking of an immediate earthly kingdom, so they pondered their role in it. Who would be the greatest? What positions of authority would Jesus' closest followers enjoy in this kingdom? The matter of prestige and honor respect was high on their priority list. Perhaps there was rivalry among the twelve. After all, Peter seemed to get a lot more attention than the rest, and Jesus had chosen Peter, James, and John and taken them up the mountain where he was transfigured. So they wanted to know what the pecking order would be in the kingdom. Jesus called a little child and had him stand among them, and he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this one in my name welcomes me. The disciples would have to change their thinking. Greatness was not based on position, prestige, works, money, or even ability to use words effectively. The most articulate person would not be the greatest. There were other measurements. Jesus set this child before them. Children had really no rights under the law. Little thought was given to little children in those times. But Jesus considered them differently. Of course, they certainly were not great in any kingdom. So the disciples were clearly asking the wrong questions. Interesting. When it comes to spiritual matters, we humans can't even ask the right questions. Sin has affected our spiritual perceptions to such a degree that we don't know the right questions to ask. The disciples needed a very simple picture, so Jesus used the child as a positive illustration. He wasn't suggesting that the disciples should become childish or immature or innocent or ignorant, nor certainly to become little. He was suggesting that they should develop a childlike humility. This child wasn't asking for the greatest position of authority in the kingdom. Such a spirit of humility would evidence itself in the disciples in trust and in service. So the right question, the mature question, for the disciples would have been, how may we best serve you, our king? And how may we best serve the people of the kingdom? Those with a humble spirit of and desire for service will be the greatest. Not those who are the most articulate or the best organizers or those with the strongest administrative abilities or those with the most forceful personalities. Having answered the question of the disciples, Jesus, while he had the little child there, made a different point. Jesus said, But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck 
and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin. Some feel that by little ones, Jesus here refers to those who evidence humility or a spirit of true discipleship, when these are not literally little ones, but true believers and true disciples of Christ. Wicked people who purposely attempt to lead disciples to stumble in their walk with the Lord, of them, Jesus said, it would be better if, before they committed this sin, that a millstone were hung around their necks and they were drowned in the sea. Drowning would be preferable to the judgment that would result from the sin of causing disciples to stumble in their walk and in their faith in Christ. On the other hand, Perhaps Jesus is speaking about actual little children. If so, then it is clear that little children can believe in him. They should never be discouraged from receiving Christ as Savior as soon as they can grasp the simple elements of the gospel. For anyone to entice little children to sin is especially hateful. It would be better for such a person to be drowned before he caused little ones to sin, than to face the judgment of hellfire. If this is what Jesus meant, then it is a most serious sin to lead little children away from the Lord. Anyone dealing with little children whom Jesus particularly loves is in a crucial position, parents, teachers, club workers, or Sunday school teachers. Every effort ought to be made to lead little ones to the Lord, before sin gets a grip on their lives. Jesus is hard on the one who causes a child to stumble, but he is also hard on the individual who causes himself to stumble. Jesus said, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed and crippled than to have two hands and two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fires of hell. The lesson is clear. Sin is serious. And each individual must deal with his or her sin decisively, radically, and without delay. It's not literal surgery that Jesus talks about. It is radical removal of the cause of sin. Sin is so serious that it made it necessary for Christ, the Son of God, to become human and to take all our sin upon Him and make the ultimate sacrifice on the cross in our place.
Snow is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA. 